It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and joined right now by John Denton, the uh, the radio analyst for the TCU Horn Frogs, and John is planning to finish very strong, and I hope he doesn't finish. I I hope the Frogs get this thing done, and he has one more game. Now, John, what um, we're very fortunate that you have stepped out of an, an event. Is this a gathering of frogs, or what? Um, and how many events have you attended so far leading up to the uh, Fiesta Bowl? Well, uh, today I'm on my fourth event here. Uh, I'm currently in Old Town Phoenix, which uh, is uh, kind of a cool area. It's kind of kind of kind of like uh, down there where the, uh, the two silos are in Waco, except. The uh, humidity is about five percent, and uh, we've got a little cloud cover here. It's 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 nice, but I'm on uh, event number four, and then uh, heading to uh, another event here shortly that will close out the evening. And then I've, I I got to go get my beauty rest. I mean, I'm sixty years old. I'm getting I'm getting too old for this. I mean, we got <laughs> biggest game in biggest game in TCU history tomorrow as the Frogs try to take on and defeat the Michigan Wolverines. Man, I'm so excited to watch this. I know you're excited to call this. Three o'clock. I mean, to me, this is just everything. Everybody's going to be gathered around New Year's Eve. First of all, how are the frogs doing with their uh, frog? I mean, I bet you've met with a lot of the boosters. A lot of these people are your good friends. And there were a lot of travel woes, especially anybody that was dealing with Southwest Airlines. Have we... Has most everybody who wants to be out there, have they found a way to get there? And how many of your friends have just jumped in a car and made the long trip out there? Did anybody you know have to do that? Oh, yeah. I, I know uh, that, you know, there's probably 20, 25 people that I know personally that just said, you know what, uh, let's, let's throw everything in the car, the SUV, and load it up and fill it up, and they were on their way. And, you know, I think, I think some of these folks have kind of taken it on as kind of a badge of honor. And, you know, it's, it's a shame, number one, I would tell you that any of us that grew up around the Dallas area and saw Southwest Airlines from its infancy, I mean, Herb Kelleher somewhere, uh, you know, in the great beyond is spinning in his grave right now because of what's happening to that airline. But that's a, another segment <laughs> when you're one of your business talk shows. But anyway, uh, that's not deterring the frogs from getting here because, uh, as I've told you before, uh, the way this is set up and, and with what all's on the line here, I mean, this is the biggest biggest game in school history. I mean, you can talk about the Rose Bowl. But what the Rose Bowl did was that went over Wisconsin, you know, 10 years ago, got the frogs into the Big 12, okay? Now this is, I mean, the frogs are one step away from playing for a national championship. And I think it's good that, you know, t- tomorrow the frogs are the early game, so that's that's two o'clock local time here in, in Phoenix. Yeah. It's three o'clock central time. You know, you get up, you go eat, you tape, and you head to the stadium and you go. You're not sitting around all day long like Ohio State is waiting to get executed by uh, Georgia. You know, I mean, this is <laughs> this is this is probably this is the best matchup of the CFB playoffs because you've got. 
two teams with, you know, different approaches to the game. You've got TCU with speed and wide open offense, and you got Michigan that wants to load up with three tight ends and just pound you, you know, game, play after play after play, and try to get you to the fourth quarter and wear you down. And you've got the ten and slug style versus, you know, the Big 12 and speed. And it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And I think, you know, for, for TCU, uh, they've got to bring um, they've got to bring an effort similar to what they brought in Austin against Texas. I mean, very you know you look at Texas offensive and defensive lines very similar to Michigan, big, lots of size, some really good running backs, and you know people didn't give TCU a chance against Texas. And oh, Bijan Robinson's going to go for two bills and just run up and down. TCU came up with a game plan and had run fits and filled gaps and pretty much controlled Texas run game. That's exactly what they're going to have to do against Michigan because Michigan's going to line up and, you know, many are saying the best offensive line in college football, you know, and they've got the Outland Trophy winner and the Remington Trophy winner and Alawatini, who's the really good center. He's big. He's about 295, 300 pounds and can move. And, um, you know, you got J.J. McCarthy at quarterback. I mean, they've got a couple of three – Running backs, they've got a guy that was three weeks ago or two months ago playing linebacker who's now the backup running back who's, you know, pounded it. So it's going to be a physical game. It's going to be going to be key for the Frogs, I think, to, you know, make the effort from a from a uh, run-stop standpoint. Probably going to have to play a lot of man-free coverage. And the Frogs with Josh Foster and Trey Hodges Tomlinson, they've got the, they've got the corners to do that. And, you know, it's, I think it's all – First 10 minutes are going to be huge in this game because Michigan's going to come out, try to flex some muscle. Fox are going to come out, try to try to burn and, and you know, get make big play. But I think the key is stop the run, play the run well, contain Michigan and speed and Michigan play from behind because they're kind of like some, but, you know, they're running it about 70% of the time. And why do they do that? Because they can't. The uh, John Denton joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He'll be calling this game tomorrow on the TCU Frog uh, Radio Network, Horn Frogs uh, Radio Network, and uh, so much going on. Now, John, have, when you've been around the TCU players into some of this media availability, what do you sense? Sometimes you can kind of know, being a former player, you know the mood you know, has there been any – do you feel like this isn't like a hat in hand, we're happy to be here? What has been kind of the vibe that you're getting from the TCU players during some of the availability this week? Well, I, you know, I think Sonny has done a really good job just, you know, kind of getting this team ready, and the staff has done a good job. And a lot of these coaches have been involved in playoff games or in, in BCS games before, and, it, you know, they look at it. Uh, you know, kind of, they kind of day parted out, kind of like your boss is there at the radio station. You know, you got this show at this part of the day, you got this show at this part of the day, and you know, I think they, they look at the media abilities. Okay, here's a practice, here's an opportunity. Let's go knock this out and be done, and, and get back to get back to work. But you know, they they've handled it very well. Yeah, there's a lot more distractions, but you know, I think the team is feeling pretty good about things because, you know, they're enjoying being here. Uh, that's the atmosphere that 
that Sonny Dykes and his crew have, have brought in. You know, it's you know, take it all in, but when it's time to, you know, strap down and get down to business, then that's when you got to concentrate. And this is a TCU team that now, with you know, roughly three weeks or a little more than three weeks off, they've all had a chance to get healthy. Max Duggan is as healthy as he's been all year. Quentin Johnston, the great wide receiver, he's healthy. Kendra Miller, the running back, he's healthy. Nobody knew he. He played the last three games, including the Big 12 championship game, with an injury and was nicked up. But you couldn't mm. tell. I mean, this is a this is an older football team, and everybody's saying, you know, well, you know, Michigan was here last year and lost in the in the semifinal. They're not going to do that again because they've got the experience. This is a very old TCU team. You look across the the two deep, you got a lot of fifth year. You got some guys that are sixth year seniors, and right, I'll tell you, I mean, look at think about what all this TCU football team has been through since a year ago, Halloween, when Jeremiah Donati, the AD, pulled in Gary Patterson and basically said, look, you're done. This is not easy to do, but we're going to make a change. Yeah, This group has been through a coaching change. You've got an iconic, historic head coach who got fired. You bring in a new guy. You've got a new system, a new staff. Uh, all I mean, everything has changed for this team, and this group has embraced it. And you know, came came six inches away from being thirteen and zero. And I, I don't think this group is is phased by it. I think they're they know that you can't put you can't get too wound up because you may this time next week be getting ready to play another game against a better team. So it's uh, it's a group that is very mature, and they're very aware of. One of the Michigan linemen who pretended that he didn't know what conference that TCU played in. I mean, there's 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 been a little bit of chippiness here late in the week, and you know this TCU bunch. Um, I mean, they're they're they're, they're going to play fast and loose, and and you know you never want to lose, but I think the loss in the Big Twelve championship game may have kind of you know, opened the valve a little bit, took the pressure off. Now this team is regrouped. They got in the playoff and, you know, they, you know, it's a lot different being, being 12 and one than 13 and zero. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of the pressure is on Michigan because people expect them to win and TCU is okay. We've, we've got our loss behind us. We've got everybody healthy. Max again knows he didn't play his best in the big 12 championship game. He's got something to prove. So, I like the Frogs' chances. All right, how do you think Gary? You just brought him up. How do you think? Um, how do you think the great Gary Patterson? Uh, you and I both know him pretty well. I guess we could just ask him. But how do you think he'll? How do you think he'll consume this one? Because I guarantee you, he's going to be watching closely. Would he be tempted at all to come out there, or uh, or would Gary? You think Gary will just be maybe at his place in Fort Worth? How will How will Patterson? Uh, watch this ball game. I mean, I don't think we'll see him out at one of the sports bars in, in the Fort Worth area. No, he's, uh, my guess is he's going to be at home or he may, he may be on vacation somewhere, but I mean, I, I know he'll be watching. I mean, he, he cares about a lot of these kids. Most of them, he and his staff are, good. And, you know, you, you saw in, in Austin after the, after the win over UT, he was one of the first guys on the field to congratulate Max and a lot of the players and, the players yeah. embraced him. I mean, they they know, you know, he's a ball coach. And, you know, the game's changed, and there's a lot of different things that are different from, you know, 
20 years ago when he first, or 22 years ago when he first got the job at TCU. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any hard feelings on the part of any of the players. And I think Gary's going to be interested in, and he's going to be pulling for TCU because yeah. I mean, he's got relationships with 85% of the roster. He's, he's, he's a guy who brought most of them to TCU and, you know, things happen and, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, the, the coaching change has been good for the program at TCU. And I think over time it'll, it'll prove to be good for Gary Patterson as well. All right. Some people have suggested, and I think Gary's embraced it, that he went 20 and five this season, but let's factor in that loss last night by the Longhorns 20 and six, I think is how yeah. that would, uh, that would come out. But, uh, uh, that's, um, I, I think you're right. I think he's going to be rooting hard. And although it's been a little weird at times this year, uh, history will certainly be kind. Uh, it already has been to the, the Patterson era, but what has happened this year is unbelievable. And, uh, John, I hope that, uh, I know you are retiring. I think you're too young of a man to retire, but, uh, that's okay. If you feel like doing that and leaving the, uh, the, the radio booth, but the, um, I would just say, you know, I hope you get two more games, all right? That's what I, I'm rooting for the Frogs, but really rooting for you to get uh, two more games. Well, we need, we need two more games. You know, Mosley, I'm a lot older than you think I am. I'm 60 years old. I've, I've been on the radio crew for TCU since 1988. And the ironic thing, and one of the reasons I'm hoping that uh, the Frogs are, you know, prevail tomorrow is my first game on the air with TCU was 1988 at Georgia. And it'd be really great to finish up next week in L.A. against Georgia. You know, bookend it. One, one to one. And uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. But I like the Frogs' chances tomorrow. Like I said, they've got to jump out, get to a hot start, and uh, play from ahead. Make, make Michigan get out of their comfort zone, which is, you know, putting those three tight ends in the game and just pounding you all game long so we'll see how they hold up and it's great to be here great to have the opportunity and i think uh the frogs all feel the same way and uh they'll play fast and loose tomorrow and i think they'll represent the big 12 well all right 1988 you said was your first let me try to think who i think the tcu quarterback was 1988 yeah it's probably after ankrum it's after scott ankrum who would have been the quarterback in '88? Well, Ankrum Ankrum was still around, but okay. uh, that would have been that would have been uh, the great David Rasco out of Ooh. Houston Westchester. Yeah, Rasco, option quarterback, he's dual threat guy out of out of Houston Westchester. I still keep up with him. I think he's going to be out here for the game. But that was that was great. David Rasco, middle linebacker, was a guy named Paul Llewellyn who. Uh, was probably the largest linebacker in the history of TCU football. He he uh, he played about five years. He he was uh, he fit in well in, in today's college football world. He played five years in the Atlanta Braves system, and then decided he wanted to go to college and started at linebacker for TCU as I believe a 26 year old sophomore. So <laughs> that, that was that was that was an oddity back then. Now it's just kind of on the ball. <laughs> and then uh, when I was in school, Max Naki was uh, call, was uh, was running under center there, and uh, in fact, he and I squared off in a 
in a flag football game years later. Oh, my gosh. We we don't oh need gosh. to get into that, but I may have picked him yeah. off. I may have picked yeah. him off in that oh, game. Yeah, may have. Well, uh, underline the may a couple of times. Max, <laughs> Max was he's a great Max, uh, quarterback, their first Southwest Conference title. They tied for the tied for the league title in 94. That's the first time since the late 50s that the Frogs had won the, the Southwest Conference. So. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah, for some reason, didn't Tech get to who went to Cotton Bowl? Tech or it was Baylor was tied too. I mean, it was like a uh, and then A and M was on yeah. probation maybe or something. Yeah, that was a weird. Was I think it was like a five way tie for the championship. Yeah, and, uh, Tech ended up going. They their reward was they got to play USC and Keyshawn Johnson, and that game was <laughs> over in about ten minutes. <laughs> And I would, if I had to guess, Tech's quarterback was Zebby Lethridge. Does that name? Yeah. All right, uh, John. I'm going to let you get back to it. Tell Landry keep make watch his curfew. Tell him Mosley has him on about a 11 p.m. curfew this evening. And tell hello to the rest of the crew. Get Brian in bed early, and you guys uh, have a great call tomorrow. We're we're looking forward to it. I'll uh, I'll pass all those instructions along. Should be a lot of it's uh, gonna be an epic day all right all right thank you john have a great one you bet all right happy new all year right. yep you too there he goes john denton the uh the radio analyst for many many years for tcu football joining us also does basketball on the uh, matt mosley show espn central texas 